Welcome to the Michigan Minds Podcast, a quick and informative analysis of today's top issues from University of Michigan faculty. Thank you so much for joining the Michigan Minds Podcast. I'm very excited about our guest today. So can you please introduce yourself to our audience and share a bit about your role at the University of Michigan? My name is Dr. Meredith Hope, and I'm currently a scholarship to practice research fellow at the National Center for Institutional Diversity here at the University of Michigan Ann Arbor. A significant part of my role at NCID is to amplify the voices of diversity scholars and contribute to NCID's traditional and new media initiatives. Thank you for having me here on the Michigan Minds podcast. I'm glad to be here. Thank you so much. And can you share a little bit about the areas that your research focuses on? I'd be glad to. I'm a developmental psychologist with training in educational psychology and public health, and my research promotes positive and long-term outcomes for Black youth and emerging adult development and health. To accomplish this, I examine how the presence of cultural institutions and resources, such as religion and spirituality and religious communities, promote well-being in the midst of ongoing adversity, namely examples like racial discrimination and community violence. Religious communities are foundational to Black resilience, not only providing spiritual sustenance for congregants, but they provide civic, socio-political, educational, and culturally relevant resources to the surrounding community beyond their walls. Religious communities in general remain understudied for Black youth populations, and I'm really excited about the opportunity to do the work that I'm doing. That's really fascinating work. If you don't mind, can I ask what led you to that area of emphasis and focus? Sure. Yeah, I'd be glad to answer that. So that's quite a story. Because I'm a developmental psychologist, I started off really interested in looking at environments that youth spend their time in. And one of the things that I was looking at was finding out that Although we have applied rigorous exploration to understanding what makes schools and neighborhoods and home environments positive and not so positive places for youth to develop, we haven't quite taken the same approach to looking at what does it look like for religious communities, for Black youth. And one of the things that's so interesting is that Black youth and emerging adults, in fact, Black Americans across the life course, rank as the most religious and spiritual out of all racial and ethnic groups in the United States. And so with this being such a high statistic of people saying that their religion is important to them, saying that real spirituality is important, saying that their religious communities are integral to how they live their lives, it makes a lot of sense to me to take some of that rigorous approach that we're using for schools and neighborhoods and other communities that youth are spending their time in, places where they're getting socialized, places where they're forming relationships, and to apply those approaches to studying religious communities and seeing how can we take something that's been a longstanding and foundational role and contributor to their outcomes and see how can we harness those, harness those positive things for um, meaningful change for meaningful outcomes. It's a part of my approach to shift the narrative on what we're saying about Black youth and developmental psychology and, and other places of scholarship to shift the narrative from being a deficit narrative, something that focuses on what's wrong with youth and to something that's more positive, more strength-based, focusing on what's positive, what is strong in these communities and how can we understand what's going on in these communities from youth perspectives. That's immensely interesting. Thank you for sharing all that detail and elaborating. So I want to transition 
uh, a little bit to talk specifically about Juneteenth, which we just celebrated this past weekend, in which President Joe Biden recently declared a federal holiday. A lot of people outside of the African-American community still don't know much about Juneteenth. Can you explain a little bit about the history and meaning of this holiday? Sure, I'd be glad to. So to start off, Juneteenth is short for June 19th, 1865. And to understand what Juneteenth is, we have to know the history of the United States that's behind it. In 1863, the United States was in the middle of the Civil War, or the war between the states, as some like to call it. President Abraham Lincoln signed the Emancipation and Proclamation, which declared that enslaved Africans and Black people were legally free and that they could not be held in slavery. However, there was a problem. This declaration only applied to states that had formally seceded from the nation and called themselves the Confederacy. So states like Alabama, Georgia, Virginia, North Carolina, so forth and so on. However, slavery was still happening in Western territories as well as in states on the border of the Confederacy, such as Texas. In Texas, many white people chose not to share or act on the information that was declared in the Emancipation Proclamation. As a result, Black Texans living in slavery did not hear that they were legally free until June 19, 1865, when federal troops rode into Galveston, Texas, to declare it so. It's also important to note that this did not mean that all African Americans experienced freedom. This is just the day that they heard it. Can you, from there, share a little bit about the importance of acknowledging Juneteenth? Yes, so Juneteenth is important to you and to me because it acknowledges the complex history, the ongoing reality, and the countless contributions of African Americans to the formation and the continuation of the United States. Juneteenth is a part of acknowledging what has happened in our country and not shying away from the truth of what our country is, what our country was, and hopefully providing um, a way forward for what our country could be, which is a proclamation that we're all supposed to be free in every sense of the word. And what does it mean now that Juneteenth is recognized as a federal holiday? Uh, Thanks for this question. So I believe that the federal acknowledgement of Juneteenth creates more national awareness of the complex historical roots that continue to touch and affect every aspect of our lives today. So for example, we teach the history of the 4th of July as a significant part of our nation. And though history is taught in a myriad of ways, we did not until recently have a holiday on the books that directly acknowledged our nation's history with African enslavement. African-Americans have long been at the forefront historically and currently for fighting for and demanding action for our rights to be considered and treated as equal by all systems at all times and in all ways. I'm proud personally to be a descendant of African, African slaves and to be a part of this ongoing history. I'm experiencing some of what they fought for. And so you know, as Juneteenth is being recognized as a federal holiday, it signals that there's much more work to be done so that African-Americans and other Black people in the United States experience fewer structural disparities and generational inequity to truly live as equal contributors and participants in this nation. I also think that outside of what it means for it to be recognized as a federal holiday for the Black community, um, I also think it's important that it paves the way for other communities that have been large contributors to what our nation stands for and what our nation is today to also be recognized. I believe that it opens a door for more stories to be told, um, not just Black stories, but other stories within the United States 
um, American stories. That's what the American American history is. It's not just a hyphenated story. It's everyone's stories to be told. And I think that's one of the things that Juneteenth can be, uh, can represent. Considering your expertise in developmental and educational psychology, how can more widespread acknowledgement and celebration of Juneteenth have an impact on adolescents specifically? So one important thing to know about adolescent development is that it's characterized by a lot of change and transitions. Um, not only are adolescents going through puberty, they're going through cognitive gains. They're learning how to take perspectives of other people. They're learning how to think abstractly as well as concretely. And at the same time, they're also thinking about what it's like to be accepted by peers and thinking about their futures as well as preparing for what comes after adolescence, which is emerging adulthood and adulthood. And so they're really at this transitional point of life where they're more than just kids, but they're not quite adults. And so they're still at this point where they have lots of room to consider, to think about who they are. Identity development is a very, a very important part of adolescent development. They're thinking about who am I as a person, but then who am I ethnically? Who am I socially? Who am I in other, these other ways in which identity is being formed during this time? And so history can have such a big impact on how we think about ourselves personally, as well as how we think about our ourselves in relationship to others and how more widespread acknowledgement and celebration of Juneteenth can have an impact on these processes is that it opens the door for students to learn more about the history of the United States, to learn more about their own history, to think about the not so great parts of the United States and how that corresponds with positive change. And so I believe that Juneteenth, learning about the complex history of the United States opens up the opportunity to give, if we're, if we're wise and we are able to think creatively, to give adolescents the tools to, not, to think of themselves as a whole person, not just as a part of something. They can think of themselves as a whole person and to be a part of a whole, a whole nation, a whole community of people, and no matter whether they identify as African-American or not. Um, I really believe that there is a really pivotal moment here where we can expand on what adolescents know about history um, and tying that into their own development. So if you had to boil all of this information into one or two takeaways for our listeners, what would it be? If I had to take all of this and put it all together, which would be very difficult to do for me because there's so many different aspects that I'd love you to take away from it. African-American history, Black history, is not a separate topic or a, a class to be taken. It's intricately interwoven with the imperfect yet rich tapestry that makes up the history of the United States and North America. And like so many stories of so many different nations that make up the diversity of the United States, the contributions of African-Americans are countless yet remain underrepresented in many of our history books and in many of the narratives that recount our history or national history. They may remain underrepresented or um, stereotyped and the ways in which media presents stories or the ways in which we think about ourselves um, in relationship to other people. And to know what to do today and to plan for a more equitable and more joyful future for everyone, um, this history provides us with the foundation and the opportunity to reflect and to realign ourselves with our individual and collective core values of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Is there anything else that you want to share today? Um, I'd like to share that for Juneteenth, Juneteenth, uh, for some groups of people, it will be a celebratory holiday. For others, it may be a holiday of commemoration of 
of learning more about um, the contributions of African-Americans to the United States is both historically and currently. And so it's really important to realize that for different people, Juneteenth is going to have and should have a different point of view, a different activity, a different action taken, a different way of acknowledging and engaging with the day, um, and also a different way of acknowledging and engaging with the history. And so to find out where you are on this holiday and what makes the most sense for you in terms of how you understand history and how you engage with history, and then to go from there. Thank you so much, Dr. Hope, for joining Michigan Minds. Thank you so much for having me, Erica. It's been a pleasure to be here and to chat with you and your audience about Juneteenth and the importance of this day for all Americans. Thank you for listening to the Michigan Minds podcast, a production of the University of Michigan. Join the conversation on social media with hashtag UMichImpact.